It's time, my friend, to amplify your voice, to share your powerful messages with the world and step into who you've always been so that you can share your gifts with the world. The Amplified and Enlightened podcast is for women and men who have audacious dreams and desires. They want to live abundantly, love fiercely, and feel fulfilled on their own terms. This is a place where we have elevated conversations that will enhance your relationships, your spiritual connection, and uplevel your life. This is a space to come and laugh, hear stories, and learn something new. Take away an aha or an epiphany that you didn't have prior to this episode. You know, there's something to be said about doing things that scare us, for taking bold risks, but also knowing that you're not alone and that you deserve all that you desire. It's time, my friend, to step into your uniqueness, to let your truth self shine and amplify your voice and possibly even a little more enlightened along the way. All right, friends, let's dive in and get started for today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode number 12. I am so excited to introduce to you in a moment our guest for today's episode. But before I do, I wanted to share a little bit of a background about her and our connection. So our guest today is Lindsay Lenny, and she is the owner of your local HVAC team, which is a HVAC company in the Muskoka region of Ontario, Canada. And Lindsay is a mother of two children, Cooper and Nora. And before she became a mom, and before starting um, the successful HVAC business with her husband, she previously worked as a general manager for a large industrial supply company. Lindsay has such an extensive amount of knowledge and um, provides most excellent customer service. Um, she provides growth in building business to business relationships and modeling and promoting effective communication and developing and training others to achieve success. And after such amazing success uh, building and growing the HVAC company with her husband and their team, um, she also branched into a, a secondary business, which is Collapsing Time Consulting, where she supports um, for visionary and strategic consulting and sales strategy, wealth and energy. And truly, Lindsay is an abundance of knowledge and walking the walk and living the experiences that she shares with us today that um, you can implement right away into your life, into your relationships, um, if you're building a business or really want to honor yourself and the journey on becoming more of yourself. All right, enjoy today's episode, my friends. Here we go. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. I have an incredible guest here with me today, Miss Lindsay Lenny. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you so much for joining me. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'd love to start off the podcast with a little bit of background of how we know each other and how we like first connected. So what are your memories of that? The first time I met you, I believe was at an NLP um, session, like a fast forward your future session um, through Avalon Empowerment. I just remember like walking into the room and the energy of the room was so fun and like intense and you and a couple of other girls were standing there just like in a high and so happy so just like excited to be where you were and I had really no idea what I was getting myself into I was a little bit intimidated to be honest but 
the moment that I was introduced to you and uh, a couple of other of those girls, like in that group, it was just like, wow, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. And this is the kind of energy and the kind of like excitement and love. And I didn't know it at the time, but growth that I needed to be a part of and the community that just embraced me from the moment that I I walked into those doors. I think obviously you were that core group and yeah, it was just energizing to be around you. Amazing. Love, love, love that memory for sure. I want to share a little fun one too. If anybody listening has heard of the Archangel Summit, it is an incredible conference, I guess you would call it for impact driven leaders and people who want to make a difference in the world. Oh man, I could go down a rabbit hole, but anyways, it's awesome. We were both attending that. And I remember it like the last minute I decided I wanted to stay downtown and Lindsay, my guest today, and another girl had decided to room up together. And I knew the one like decently well. And Lindsay, like we had met that one weekend that we spent together, but very briefly. And I'm like, okay, sure. Let's share a hotel room with these ladies. And the standout moment for me that I so appreciate is Lindsay brought, well, first of all, wine, which is amazing. Um, But also (laughs) she brought a whole container of earplugs just in case we were, you know, affected by noise and like needed quietness to sleep, whatever. I was blown away. I was like, what a thoughtful human. Like, this is amazing. And coming from like now having a partner who saws logs, love you, babe. Um, it's just, it's such a grateful gift. And I just was always like, whoa, that's so amazing. And just your outlook on life and how I use the term woke you, you were right from then. I was just like, I need more time with this woman. Every time I'm with you, Lindsay, and for listeners, I expand and shit comes into my life and my world that I'm like, whoa, like I just need moments to process it. That's how impactful you are in my life. And I'm so appreciative. And I know you're going to be impactful today. Oh, thank you. It's honestly the exact same way I feel about you. <laughs> ah, dude. And that weekend was epic also. Right? Oh my gosh. It is incredible to be surrounded by community that are like-minded and you just feel like they get you and that you can be your quirky or whatever self and whatever your beliefs are. And that there's others that are in that same world. Cause I know it's not like we're always going to be in those circles. So when we do come together with those people, it's definitely an intention to be more around that, but it's like such a relief and a breath of fresh air, right? Yeah. It's authentic. And I think that that's something that we seek out and we don't necessarily recognize that we need until we get into those spaces and find those people. And then it's like, wow, where have you been all my life? Like I, I could literally spend time with you all the time. And I know it's not realistic. Obviously you go your separate ways, but those are the people that you keep coming Coming back to absolutely first kind of spot that I wanted to start and I mean we could go in so many different directions but I thought it would be really fun to first share what on your heart is your mission and your vision like your bigger what you want to create in your life and your world and it is interesting that you're asking that question right now because of the work that I've been doing for the last about seven years I guess and it's really all coming to a head for me in this moment I think that I'm just learning what it is that I now want my mission to be. Um, And so I think that I'm truly like unlearning a lot and now starting to implement what it is that is going to be my new way moving forward. And it's coming back down to like the micro, like I I feel like the last seven years of doing my work and the growth that has been initiated has been more in the macro, the bigger goals and the bigger visions for my life. And now I'm really getting into like the micro 
I would say that my current mission is to know myself before anything else and creating new values and boundaries as like the gateway in order to implement uh, the new goals. I'm trying to think of another word for goals. I'm really trying to steer away from goals lately because I find it like more masculine. And so like the feminine version of goals is like desire, I guess. And so like leaning into those desires and really tapping in, in the present moment into whether or not that's the way forward for me Um, and giving myself like space and and grace to make the decisions or not make the decisions in the moment. And so I would say my mission right now is, a, is myself. Mike fucking drop. First of all, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, yes. Big question, big answer. Yep. Totally. This happens. You guys, I get speechless when I'm around this one and <laughs> I love it. And you know, okay. So Lindsay is a mother of two. She co-runs with her husband, a massive, massively successful business. And there's other things she's created on her own endeavors. And so to like, I have goosebumps right now because to have that as your mission and vision right now is powerful. And I think it's a great reminder to all of us that we're, I think we're constantly making goals and desires outside of ourselves. And then we lose ourselves because we haven't made ourselves any of the priorities. What I would love to dive into next is you're a fucking powerhouse and inspiring and empowered woman. What was your journey like to become that and to get to where you are now? What did that journey look like for you? What do you feel is important for other women who aspire to be in that place to hear? Yeah. From you? So my journey is, um, it's not what most people would know. This is going back, right? But I grew up in a very like entrepreneurial minded, minded family, work ethic. And, you know, I grew up in the 80s. So um, there was that before Y2K. And then middle years, like teenage years, I ended up like falling. Um, and so my parents separated and divorced when I was 15 years old. And that really was like the catalyst for the drop. Um, and so I ended up becoming like a dropout pot smoking hippie and really just had a lot of issues, emotional, physical, um, you know, I bounced around from school to school, I did a stint in the US for a year, I taught English in Mexico at an orphanage for a bit, like I was just all over the map, uh, until just about like 20 years old when I met my husband. And so that was 12 years ago. And my husband uh, ended up being like the rock that I needed, the safety net that I needed at the time. And him and I really just from the beginning, like our second date together, we really just started to create a life together. And I would say we like instantly fell in love. And yeah, I guess it just started like building from there. And so now two kids later, um, I own two companies and we're on like our second house and a whole bunch of animals. We have a homestead here. Really, if you had looked back 12 years ago from today, you would have thought that I would either be dead or in jail. So my story isn't one that you would expect. And I think that that's where I'm trying to do the work to get back to is to like recognize and resolve a lot of those things that, you know, in these last like 10 years, we've accomplished so much. But in that time, we we did it quickly and without not without thought, but you know, you do the white picket fence thing so quickly, and then you get to now and realize that there's still so much work to do. There's always going to be work to do and really focusing in on 
what that looks like for say the next 10 years of our lives. Absolutely. That's such a good point. I want, I'd be really curious. Sometimes I wish that this was interactive with like an audience because I wonder how many others listening, if they are in their sort of 30 plus, if they felt too, like there was that speed at warp speed that we go through, especially in our twenties, because we're trying to make something of ourselves, check all the boxes and all that. And I'd like to say that I think in some way, shape or form, we might have different experiences, but at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of people could relate to that. And then you get to your thirties and it's like, oh, now there's all this undoing. You said it earlier at the beginning of the podcast. Now all the undoing to get like intentional and back on our own track and let go of all the stories and narratives and bullshit that don't resonate with us anymore. Right? Totally. There's obviously many things that happen in our lives to get us to where we are. Would you say there was like one defining moment or time within that sort of real growth phase that you went, I want something different for myself that sort of either a, was it like, you know, the experience with Jeff, your husband and and meeting him, or was there something separate from that? Or did it come later once you were already with him? Yeah. So there were definitely like multiple growth phases. Um, And so we talk a lot about like those seven to nine year cycles. And I think that that's definitely coming to fruition for me now. Uh, Obviously, you don't really recognize it when you're younger. But then as you have more history, you you start to see those seven to nine year cycles. And so the growth that happened when I met Jeff was pivotal for the rest of my life. Like I said, like I was not in a good way when I met him. And so that was a massive growth phase for me. But I would say these last like seven ish years in in my growth. I mean, the reason that I started with NLP seven years ago was because I miscarried. And so that was what got me into that room. And so I think that like, that was the moment of growth for me. That was okay. I, I thought I wanted kids and I, we went for it and then I miscarried. And I thought that there was some form of guilt or it wasn't for me maybe because I had miscarried. And so was that the best way forward? And I didn't really have anyone to turn to, to get like those answers necessarily. I feel like that was the moment of growth for me was stepping into that space to be able to begin to do the work in order to recognize that obviously, you know, that had nothing to do with me. And (laughs) yeah, I, I think that that was definitely the biggest, the biggest growth spurt for me. Wow. Like, first of all, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And talk about having that moment of holy fuck. I don't know if there's any other way to describe it. Right. Like, Yeah. There were just like lots of questions, right? It brought up a lot of things that I didn't even think I needed to ask. Like, do I want to be a mother? Is that something that is even in the cards for me? Like, again, like there was really just no one that I could speak to about that. I mean, Previously in my life, I'm surrounded by women all the time, but it wasn't really being talked about something so vulnerable, like a traumatic event like that. It just wasn't being spoken about in the like growth phase. And so I feel like I seeked it out. In order order to get through it. It's interesting, right? How we can have support in our family and our friends and circles, but something so vulnerable and so impactful in our lives can sometimes be the things that are so hard to go to the people that we love the most, right? For the list is long as to why that is. So it's amazing to have those communities to be able to go to and get that support. I would love for you to share, you know, how you see NLP, if you're open to that for listeners that might be like, what is that? What was it for you? Yeah. So for me at that time in my life, I was, I was in sales. So I worked for a male dominated, uh, nut and bolt supply 
company and uh, I was doing really well. So I was in like a really good place in a management position at the time. And NLP for me at that time, I, I guess I went for the sales coaching aspect side of things, but really it ended up being that that is the reason that I went was due to the miscarriage. And so I think that that ended up coming out later, like, right, like hindsight. Now I recognize that that's why I went. But in the moment, I actually didn't recognize that I was going for like the coaching aspect of it and using NLP in in the form of sales. Totally. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like that sneaky little bugger that like creeps in and opens up Pandora's box. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it completely shifted my experience. Let's talk a little bit about being in a male dominated industry, first of all. And then for listeners, I want to do this justice. How would you describe the massive leadership role in co-creating a very successful business with your husband and working side by side with him? Like, what has that been like for you? If you could kind of speak to both of them or whatever, like that comes through for you that you want to share. Yeah. So lots of love, love, love. (laughs) Um, I think that my experience from coming into like from the male dominated industry in the nut and bolt sector definitely helped me in creating the HVAC company with my husband and obviously being cautioned. I had two babies at home, like basically newborns and he quit his job and I had not gone back on mat leave after my second. So essentially we were starting from scratch. We had moved, moved into a brand new community. We did not know a single person in Muskoka when we moved here. People thought we were nuts, obviously. Like, what are you fucking doing? Very heavily cautioned by many, many people. There's no way you're going to be able to work with your husband. Not going to happen. Never does. Don't work with family. Honestly, like we both just had a vision that we wanted to spend the most amount of time with each other. And he was driving back and forth to Barry constantly for his job. And we had two babies. So he wasn't spending very much time with us at that time. And I was exhausted. I really felt the need to be a part of a community. And Muskoka provided that for us. Honestly, like as soon as we started the business, it was massive love from everywhere and from everyone. They welcomed us with open arms and the service that we provided was really connection and community service. So reliable and responsive customer service was the key here. And between like the love that Jeff and I had for each other, being able to put that towards the love of a business, it was impactful for the community, along with all the shit that goes with opening your own business and starting your own business. So like, there's two things, right? Like you have a business to take care of and you're growing in business. And then you also are growing in your relationship with your husband (laughs) while raising two children. So Like doing that simultaneously was intense. And I feel like we handled ourselves very well comparatively to what we were being told. Mm. Um, And really like just the massive, massive growth that my husband specifically went through. I mean, I've, I guess you would say like always been doing my work. Um, Definitely in the last like 12 years doing my work. Whereas he, I would say, started doing his work when when the business was started because the business forced him to have to do things that you don't necessarily want to do and as an employee don't really have to deal with ever so and then I'm the owner so I'm the president of the company which means that I'm then essentially telling him what to do and so that was a little discomfort right for him and I think from the 
employee standpoint, there was massive learning as well. But like all in all, I think it was really refreshing for everyone who has ever worked for us to work for females. I don't, I don't think that it really mattered one way or the other. Um, But I would say like my style is very open. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's not something that the male dominated industry really recognizes as much is like approachability. There have been lots of moments of like vulnerability and um, like approaching me with things that might not have anything to do with work, but like you become family, you work with these people every day. And I think that approachability in the business is really important. We're very honest and open and caring and loving and like we want the very best for everyone who works for us. That's so powerful. Maybe this is because I'm sort of diving into this in my own personal world a bit more right now too, is that it's like the values and beliefs that you have are infused in the business. And I really think this is the new way of entrepreneurship and business that you knew and certain people knew, but have not been spoken about as much as they could be that it's like, if you get in alignment with those pieces, the sky is the limit. There's obviously other pieces and and components and the logistical and the strategic and the woo woo. Mm -hmm. That is a different level of business ownership and delivery that is felt. And like you said, their community connection and customer service, like, okay, I'll just speak to you. You guys got to go and follow Lindsay's HVAC company. We'll put all the links in yada, yada, because it's an HVAC company. But how often do we see your family inspirational posts? Like it's a way of connecting with people that I don't think you'd ever think of when you think of, I don't even know what to title that industry, but when you think of that industry and that sort of business creation, you don't think of those sorts of things. I wonder if there'd be some keys to success that you could share. I know recently I've been connecting with a few other entrepreneurs and business owners. And in our community here in the Bay Area, at least there's been three or four women that are struggling because they're in that business entrepreneurship space and their husbands aren't. I'm going to speak. These are specifically women and they're maybe in different types of careers or roles or whatnot. And they're not that entrepreneurial to the same degree. And they're finding it challenging to connect because there's either fighting about money or like you need to get a job or whatever those things are being on the end that you are. Can you speak to that a bit? And like, would there be words of wisdom for them or like what you could see as being beneficial or like, yeah. What do you feel? Yeah. So that is, I mean, one of the reasons that I started collapsing time consulting my second company is because of that need. And I think that HVAC grew out of a need for reliable, responsive customer service. And I saw that in the market as a gap, as well as the family connection and the values there, right? Like people want to know that we're actual people on the other end of this. And um, crazy thought, but we're all out here hustling and grinding and then going back to our families at the end of the night, pretending like they don't exist throughout the day. So definitely from collapsing time consulting I'm seeing this more and more, not necessarily just the women, um, but I feel like there's a big call for the men as well is connection in relationships. And obviously, you know how to speak to this, Danielle, but um, usually it's surrounding finances, right? So either finances or sex are like the two big ones. And um, specifically for me, for collapsing time, the finances is uh, like hitting the nail on the head. 
So business, sales strategy, wealth, energy, and mindset, right? And I hear this a lot in my circles lately is like the, we don't talk about work rule at home. And I find that so interesting because that's where you are the majority of your times. And so to come home and to not be able to speak about your day, to me as a business owner with my husband, it's where the most growth happens in our relationship is speaking about what is going on in our day. So that communication piece, I mean, it doesn't have to be that you're communicating about all the bad things that happened in your day, right? Like there's a lot of good things that happen in your day. And specifically, if you're working in a team environment, I mean, the growth that happens when you're surrounded by people could be exponential. So if you're not bringing that home and speaking about it to the person that you care about the most, I mean, how do you think that's going to go down? Like, so I would say communication is the key there. And just setting boundaries about what that communication looks like, right? Like if you, if you're saying, okay, I need to speak, speak this out right now. And how do I want to say this? I feel like people automatically, automatically jump to the negative conversation, but you could have the boundaries about what kind of conversations can be had about work. Just simply eliminating the conversation altogether is extremely detrimental to relationships, in my opinion. 1000%. Fuck yes. That rule thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, like I kind of forgot about it to be honest. And then when you mentioned it, it's like, oh my gosh, that actually exists in relationships and all the things. And, you know, I'll speak for experience here. I've found there's been times where I so greatly, and I, you know, to preface, I have a very open, loving, communicative partner, but I've had moments where I've sort of like listened to the yada yada in my head and sort of held back certain passionate things about what I learned on my personal journey or in business. And then the Mm -hmm. second I get the confidence to actually speak to it, he doesn't have to say anything and I welcome him to respond. But when I actually communicate that I feel better. And I think it's like, sometimes you're allowed to just say it because it excites you. And like, there's not this fixing or whatever, but it's almost like, I wonder, you know, speak to this too. Is it like, Maybe like you said, sometimes it can be the negative stuff. So it's like, of course, if a spouse, male or female, is always hearing the negative, that's what they start to associate it with. Whereas if you started to find those little pieces of confidence to speak about the stuff that's exciting you, it could actually shift things, right? Totally. And I mean, that's going to shift everything in your life. If you're focusing on the negative consistently, then that's a theme in your life, regardless of your job. So don't put it on what you do for work. Like that's on you. So I think that, yeah, really just figuring out what it is that you need to communicate because communication, and I'm just learning this more and more is in the form of listening as well. And I think when it comes to relationships at the beginning, you kind of like decide who does what and one becomes dominant over the other. And then it's expected that that person does that dominant thing when really you both need it equally and figuring out how that works for your relationship. It is work. Like it takes work to figure that out. And so for Jeff and I's relationship, he is the listener predominantly. Um, I'm like the passionate outspoken one that usually doesn't shut up, but he's so good at listening. Like he will listen to me for whatever I have to say. And there is, there's no fixing or anything. He really doesn't even have to say anything. Most of the time I prefer he doesn't. Um, but there, there are those moments when I have recognized like, 
I need to listen now. I need to shut my fucking mouth and listen to what to step on the next part of their path towards what they want in their life. I would say do whatever scares you or bores you like figure out what it is that wherever that's coming from. It's like, yeah, like that's anchored in power. And I think it's really important to share that I've been on the single end when I've been like seeing people like yourself that are running a business with their partner. Like that's goals for me. That still is okay. Like, Hey, Kyle loves his current work. We'll see where that goes. You know, lots of time to have (laughs) things come to fruition. But like, it's a fucking goal. And I remember there were times when I was single where it was relating or whatever that like, it is possible to have that in partnership. And it's okay if they aren't that person to you too. Like if it doesn't come to fruition, as long as we're going after what we want and what we desire. And I just think it's really important to show that like, it is possible to have those co-working relationships or to even grow in your own relationship if your partner isn't directly involved in your business, but so that you can have that healthy connection regardless. Yeah, totally. And honestly, like I would say, Jeff didn't want this at the beginning. He was petrified. He he did not want to be in business and he definitely did not want to be in business with me. I mean, I didn't know what being in business with him was going to look like. So we really had no idea. Like you said, so many family and friends and people were advising against it, but you guys both had the vision. And I think That's a fucking foundational key piece here is like, you guys always had that and always connected to that as opposed to letting people talk you out of what you both knew, despite the fears and stuff was something you both wanted. Totally. That's life, man. Okay. So two last questions. First one I love to ask people is what is your theme song for you? Like what feels like your power, your fucking (laughs) badass boss babe vibe? Money, 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 money. You know that song? (laughs) I mean, I have so many. I got like a jacked playlist, but. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So last one that I love to wrap it up with is what would the advice be to the aspiring conscious leader that wants to step into her power and like have the conscious relationships and connections and business and communication that we've spoken about today, what would be like that? If nothing else, that one piece of advice, figure out what it is that you're not comfortable with and change it, do it, whatever it is that, you know, you should do go do that. Cause you know, like it speaks to you constantly. Yo, totally. Mike fucking drop dude. Thank you so incredibly much. If there's anything that you Lindsay want to share with the audience that you have going on right now, definitely take a couple minutes to share that. And then the best ways to connect with you. And we'll also have it in the show notes as well. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. And I always love our conversations. So we'll definitely do it again. The best way to find me is either through your local HVAC team in Muskoka uh, on Instagram or Facebook. And the same goes for my consulting company. Collapsing Time Consulting is also on Instagram. Amazing. Yes. Thank you again for joining us and listeners. Thank you as always for being here. Have a great one. Thank you so, so, so much for spending some time with me and my incredible guests. It is always a pleasure coming to you in this special space. If you want to continue along in the conversation, feel free to follow along on Instagram at Danny Rayom and feel free to subscribe for new episodes that will be coming out every week. 
If you'd like to connect with our guests, their contact information will be in the show notes for you to connect with them and continue the conversation with them. And we are always so, so grateful if you'd be open to sharing a review on Apple. Um, Just go to the rate and review section, leave us a five-star review and comment and share whatever it is that um, calls to you that really landed for you in the episode. We hope that this episode has brought you more clarity, more excitement, something that's added more confidence and empowerment for you to take that next step, for you to feel that you can put yourself out there just a little bit more and trust and know that you will succeed and that you've got all that it takes to be the version of you that you've always wanted to be. You've got this, my friend. Music for the intro and outro for the podcast is provided by the ever-talented Jason Rayom, and his contact information is linked in the podcast notes if you'd like to get in touch and receive more of this goodness in some way, shape, or form for your creations. Thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in, for sharing your time with me, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Take care, keep dreaming big.